This is Karim Almor and you're listening to Decisive Podcast Series. Enjoy the mix. Hello everybody, welcome back to another Decisive Podcast Series. Roberto Q. Ingram here, I am so excited. It's holidays, yeah? And happy holidays to you and your family. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is probably the second to the last podcast of the year. And um, I'm very happy to have you with me today. We've been on a collective journey exploring diverse tapestry of music together since about <laughs> 12 years or so. I can't even keep up, to be honest. And today, like no other, we have a great interview with a good buddy of mine. He's been... Uh, doing his thing since about 2004. His name is Kareem Elmore. He is very passionate, rebellious, but very steadfast in uh, his quest for good music, an unwavering passion for film and sound design, and a pure techno lover, producer, and resident DJ at Ruta Sunne, one of Munich's finest techno clubs. His techno beats are infused with deep, dark, tones and funky grooves and yeah have carved out a unique niche in the underground scene we're going to get a full-fledged interview with him and learn more about him we're going to talk tech we're going to talk life and much much more and then next week our final podcast will be with aoc full interview these guys represent funk and soul uh to its finest they're coming to munich they will play live at by the show hoof And I get a chance to have an exclusive with them before the program. Yay! Looking forward to that one too as well. Before we get to the interview, first I have something to ask of you. Just think of it as a gift, holiday gift, <laughs> before the new year. It's really cheap and easy to do. Tell a friend wherever you get your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Music, wherever you get it, we'd like to see you and hear from you. With that said, let's get on with the interview with my guest, Kareem Elmore, techno enthusiast, resident DJ Ruta Sunne, Munich, right now. Kareem, thanks for joining us today. What's going on? Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi, hi, Roberto. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to get talking with you about technique. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Uh, yeah, you know, we. This is what well, this is your third appearance, I guess, but it's been a while, right? Yeah, is it is it the third or the second? I don't know. I don't know. It was a long time ago. The lo it really no. I, I, it's our third, uh, our second interview. But I had um, a mix very early for you, but there wasn't any interviews. Not then. that, not at that time. We weren't no, interviewing the time. No. It was the early podcast days, right? Yeah, po podcasts weren't even that popular then, was it? When we. You you mean like um, spoken words and interviews? For me, podcasts back then were like one hour of music. It was more like a, like like yeah, like sets and stuff. But nowadays, it's really popular that people uh, speak to each other and having conversations. Yeah, that wasn't the are case. Guys, mm -hmm. Nowadays, are you guys getting ready for holidays and you ready for? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm already in holiday mode. I, I finished my work last week and slowly coming, calming down and yeah, getting a bit more calm and quiet. It's nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And do um, um, you uh, expect anything to change in 2024? For, for, for me? For personally? In, yeah, mean? personally. Yeah, personally. In general. I I Just in general. I don't know. Maybe I I I hope I I will get um, get to do a little bit more sport. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll see. Oh good. But um, what kind of sport you like? I like sport that makes fun. You know, more like um, I'm. I was a, the fun sport guy. You know, snowboarding, skateboarding, BMX, that kind of stuff. But nowadays, I don't know. Um, maybe it's a bit too dangerous for me. <laughs> 
as you get I as you get older than thirty. Yeah, <laughs> mid thirties, I I can't take that that bails anymore. <laughs> um, I thought I was thinking, what could you and I talk about since it's been such a long time? And I know we both love music and we love uh, studio work and technique. And I know you into the film business and mm. you've um, been in film for quite a long time. How did you? get into film oh it, it's oh, it's a, such a long time ago I was I was 23 24 I guess and basically I looked for a job that I know I could work well in or a field that really inter interests me so um, music back then wasn't really a field that I had the confidence to 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 go to because um, it, it it looked like it won't make enough money or it would be too hard or it even Munich isn't a big mu music city you know but it was a big film city so and um, I had some friends already working in film so um, they introduced me to this company called Ari. And I just went there and um, checked it out. And it was really interesting because they had this really big studios and desks and it really, it really, um, yeah, yeah, stick to me. And I, I, I thought, yeah, maybe that's a, that's a nice direction. Uh, I mean, I already loved audio, so it wasn't so far to, yeah, choose film for uh, as a as a profession and yeah yeah but ari ari is amazing that's an ari is an amazing yeah it's a huge company, company. They, they, they're known for uh, building cameras uh, basically and they're building cameras that are really well known in hollywood and all, all over the world basically mm -hmm. and they have a um, post-production uh, facility here in munich and that's where i worked at for 10 years yeah you, you started in from the bottom? <laughs> I, from really the bottom. So as a, <laughs> they call it tone, um, tone assistant. It's uh, audio oh, assistant. Ah. And you're basically um, yeah, the assistant of the mixing engineer. So you're, you're assisting him with everything that is not mixing, basically. So he doesn't have to think about anything than mixing. You're doing the rest, like session preparing and... Um, keeping track of the recording and um, data management and all that kind of stuff. What's, the, what's the crappiest part? Is data manage is data management no, the, the crappiest? Yeah, no, the, the crappy, crappiest part is bringing coffee to the clients. You know. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. but that's 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 yeah, it, it's it's necessary. Yeah. The pros and cons and all of in everything yeah. you do, right? No, I, I mean the data management wasn't that crappy uh, in uh, hindsight because it really learned me how to to be uh, organized and to, to be structured and working in a structured way when you're working with a computer and huge data set files. That really helps when when you're making music as well. So yeah, I I, I think my 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 digital. Um, realm is really organized but my um my real realm is isn't a bit is a bit messy so uh, <laughs> you spend a lot more time focusing on some things and something you just like okay i'll do this tomorrow the next day i mean i'll get to yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you feel did you feel like that that helped you get into djing and producing as well i mean okay you adapted to film but were there any influences before you got to film was did you see a lot of films i i love music movies so um it was it wasn't a like a huge passion and i was like oh i i need to get into film because i really like to know how how this is done mm -hmm. it was more of, of of a process so i i i i loved it i learned to love it by doing it you know okay right 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 learn by doing right mm -hmm. yeah okay it, I see what you're saying. It, it, it was it, yeah um it helped me in my 
in my um, music or, or in my way I, 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 I did my music as well but not that I you know mixing films is completely different or sound designing for films is completely different than doing sound design for for, for music or mixing music <laughs> it's it's the somehow the same tool sets but you're using them totally differently so totally different. Um, what I learned is more about the general uh, knowledge about audio and how things should be and what what are what are rules or what are how audio is working at all basically so really the the ground basics of audio this 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 was something that that i really learned that i and that helped me um for my music as well yeah you helped you for were you producing music before you started film yeah 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 i did i did um, okay, when did you when did you start producing uh, when when did i start producing music. i mean yeah it's it's hard to say because i started making hip-hop beats with a program okay. called ej when i was mm. 12 okay and who influenced who influenced you to actually even think about making beats were there any influences in the beginning i don't know where it come from there, there really? wasn't anybody around me who, oh, really? who really was into me okay. Uh, um, okay. i had i had a cousin and that was my first contact with with a studio a techno studio mm-hmm. um he lived at my grandma's place and he had he really had a, a room full of gear <laughs> and all the time I, I was there, I, I heard this hard banging kick drums from upstairs. And I got curious and uh, visited in, in his studio. And I was five years old at that moment. So that was my first contact, basically. But other than that, there wasn't anybody who really influenced me. Uh, that somehow that. I don't know where that spark came from. No radio, I, I, no radio, I, I, no fa- no 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 influences in the family uh, for making music or school. No, no, no not none really, of this. Okay. Not really. Learn by doing. It, Learn it, by doing. It, it, it just came from the love of music, I guess. Okay. You know. Okay. Good. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. And someday, you said techno uh, beats. I, I said to my mom, "Hey, I, I want to make uh, beats. I want to make music." So she bought <laughs> me uh, uh, this program um, called Reason. From oh, reason? oh my god yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and then Compelling i started reason. to to experiment and you know there wasn't any any youtube tutorials or any no. any of that stuff so yeah. i was really slow at learning because you have to figure it out all by yourself and yeah made my first hip-hop beats and then eventually got older and um, got into nightclubs and um experienced uh, electronic music for the first time and then i met click and i i said okay that's what i want to do with music. <laughs> yeah, moving, mo- and and moving fast forward um through the and that was the first program was when um, you said five, um, yeah six, I, wa- I was 12 or 13. 12. Mm-hmm. okay yeah okay okay really young yeah so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a long time ago and so did you lock yourself in the room or did you have friends that shared the same passion with you at the time or was it just yeah i had i had one or two friends and um were were making beats as well and we were sharing our beats together and uh, there were were a third one who was rapping and yeah it's it's really cringy to think about it but yeah we were just a small group of friends who wanted to rap and make beats and just have fun where are you technically in the studio right now? Where are you from way back then? Um, well, that's a that's a huge step. I mean, um, I'm I'm constantly learning. And on a short story, take me through where you were then, you know, and how you got to where you are, gear wise, you know. Yeah, it's it's a long story. I, I mean, it's a long journey. It's. Uh, I I constantly was was um, was upgrading my studio, super small steps from then. You know, I was I was twelve, so I got my first synthesizer maybe at sixteen or or eighteen, I guess, and then yes, maybe selling it again, and yeah. So my studio was built over uh, the last twenty years, 
or, or more, 22 years. And it was always really small steps. So, but um, for the last five years, I had this picture in my mind where, where I want my studio to be and what I want to achieve with it. With it. So um, the last five years I worked be hard to towards that goal and that was also um, to move my studio to a, to a different place so now I'm uh, in a totally different place and uh, so me and my girlfriend we, we moved to a new flat and this flat has a perfect room for my studio and here I managed to to build yeah like a proper home studio um, did a lot of acoustic work. I learned a lot about acoustics and tried to 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 build a room that is sounding good and where I can confidently mix bass. Because bass is the big, biggest problems uh, problem in, in small rooms and was always my biggest problem. So I thought, okay, maybe let's change the the listening environment I'm in. To, mm. to give me the ability to um, be more confident in my, in my decisions when mixing. And that was a, was a big step, really. And it's not perfect like it okay. is now, but it's way, way better. And I feel way more confident about the mixes I, I'm doing now. And um, yeah, Three years ago, I upgraded my monitors as well. So I had that for a long time. I had Karka mm -hmm. monitors, this Rookit series. And they're okay, they're good. And especially if, if you know them, but I felt like I need a little bit more bass extension because I really want to hear what's going on down there. And they stopped working at about 50 Hertz or 60 Hertz. And for techno, that's not enough. You need those 30 hertz, 40 hertz sub frequencies um, okay. to know what you're doing. And yeah, so now I have big monitors that reach uh, down uh, to 30 hertz. I have a good uh, acoustically treated room and now I'm feeling really confident here. And yeah. How did you know how to treat the room? Did you have some help? Yeah, I, I read a lot. I, okay. I mean, the internet is your friend, but you have to be okay. careful. There, there's a lot of, of, of wrong information out there and you have to be um, careful about what you believe and what not. And I read a lot and I reached out to a company um, that really helped me and they that give, gave me a lot of insights and they provided me with pages of PDFs to, they, they sent, it, sent, sent this to me and said, just read this and um, you will understand what you need and you will understand how to set up your, 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 your bass traps and your listening position and so on. And yeah, they helped me a lot. And uh, so I, I, I wasn't completely in the dark. I had some help, but um, it was, they, they didn't came to my place. It was all um, like um, via, <laughs> via WhatsApp. And so I had to do everything by myself because it would be way more expensive if, yep. they, if they would come. But they were kind enough to help me that way. And well, yeah, they really want to um, help musicians with a low budget. So it's, it's not, oh, that's not, nice. a, not a sellout, yeah. That's nice. I had to do that. I built my own acoustic stuff uh, yeah. setup as well, and it was it was it uh, a great experience as well. Yeah, it was nice. It's it's <laughs> it's um, it was a lot of work, but to see the place come together and yeah, exactly. ha hang all your bass traps yourself, it's yeah. it, it it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I would, would recommend it to everyone to do it yourself because le learning about acoustics helped me to understand problems that are in your room because I, I, I still there's still a, a problem at about 100 hertz in my room but I know about it me too and me too same here yeah, if yeah. you know about your about the problems in your room you right. you you can um, 
Yeah, uh, you understand when you're mixing where to add some. You can add a hundred or take it out. Yeah, and you, you and how know, much? Okay, maybe okay. One hundred hertz is lacking some energy here, but but you know, okay. There's a there's a um, a model. I don't know what's called in English uh, at this frequency. So don't push too much because the the, the room is 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 uh, move, uh, is killing it this frequency anyway. So um, yeah, you work around the problems you you are aware of, and that's that's a good mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. learning about acoustics really helps when making music or mixing music. Or mixing, huh? Could you walk us through the evolution and transition into working yourself into the box? Now, I know you just bought a couple of you were you were actually you were working with a lot of are you still working with um some uh external gear and what what gear you had to get rid of <laughs> to make that transition yeah yeah i'm 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 not completely in the box i i you um for for right now i'm making my music mainly in ableton um in ableton live um but I have some external processors that I um, really like to use to give my sound some um, analog warmth or saturation, distortion, and that kind of stuff. That, it, I mean, I, I did it before in the box and it works. There are great plugins for that, but um, somehow there's, a, there's some mojo in analog machines and I also like to touch them. And um, my last addition to the studio is the um, modular channel from Overstayer. And um, this box is amazing. I, I waited a long, long time for it because um, they, it's a small company in California and everybody wants this box. So they have waiting times to up to two years. And yeah, two years ago I, I ordered it and it arrived two weeks or four weeks ago and I was really happy when it did. I There was a time where I didn't think it will arrive at all, but now it's here and it, it was totally worth the wait because it's, it's, it's basically an, uh, an all-in-one box. It's an EQ, it's, it's, it's completely stereo. It's an EQ, it's a uh, filter, it's a compressor, it has saturation, and it has preamps. So it can basically do four jobs. Everything yeah, for you. Yeah, job, yeah. It can do four jobs for you. But the, the way it's set up, it's it's not that everything works um, separately. It's it's like a machine that's built to work um, all, with all the elements together. It's like an instrument. You can really you can really um, play it as an instrument. It, it, it's not like um, you, you you dial in your settings and you forget mm-hmm. it. It, mm-hmm. it likes to really to be tweaked, the filters, and it has resonance filters that, uh, that can really scream and make pleasant to unpleasant noises. And yeah, they really like to be played. And your modulars? And, and your modular modulars? right now, it's kind of a... Um, Relic. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a project for another time. I haven't finished it. It's so it's it's not full right now. Still, um, but, but it worked. Yeah, it, it worked. worked for some time for me. But I get, somehow get got tired of the sound it produced. But I because I always came to the same results somehow. Um, I I was I was buying modules quite um, thoughtless, you know, not thinking about the big system I want to create with it, rather than I was curious about that one module and I think, okay, that that could be cool, let's buy it. And yeah, then I had it and it, but it didn't really contribute to the big system. I I mean, Mm. a modular has to be really really well planned i think and for that you have to know what you're doing and 
um, the the wrong decision I made when I started Modular is to build myself a huge case, like really huge. It was it was too big. So I had. They uh, gave you the illusion that you need to fill the box up. <laughs> yeah, and that I could um, buy every module I want because I have the space. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But if you if you if you buy a small case and you you have to sell a module if you want to buy a new one because it won't fit in your case then you really uh, i guess you then you you will really start to plan your modular way better than i had i uh, than i had they did and so um right now i i have to sell a lot of modules and then think about what I will what I want to do with my modular I don't want to um, um, give it up at all I, I, I want to give it a new try because I think it's an it's an amazing instrument and I like working with it but um, in this state it is in I'm I'm, I'm not really um, it, it, it doesn't spark my creativity now so yeah and Uh, it's big work to sell a, a, a lot of modules and buy new ones and I'm just pushing this this the thing away to uh, to a future what about moment. keyboards external keyboard yeah I there's there's one there's one I have I haven't any keyboards um, in, in the studio right now but there's one keyboard that really um, um has my interest and that's the udo super six or or the udo gemini and these the, the these synths are the the only synths that came out in recent times that really really yeah get my attention sound wise and also from the workflow because they're really them They look like old Roland machines, old Roland keyboards. Mm -hmm. They're really hands-on, so you, mm -hmm. what you see is what you get. So mm -hmm. for, for for every parameter, you have you have a knob, and it's really really hands-on. But um, they sound they sound really modern. It's a really modern sound, and um, with a lot of. Uh, recent synths that came out it's uh, for me I, it, it was always like okay we heard that before it's nothing new and it really doesn't inspire me somehow because I'm sound wise I'm always I'm, I like futuristic sounds and sounds that sound new and unheard of before mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I I think that synth w would be the right synth for, for, for mm -hmm. that approach Uh, but it's it's really expensive as well. It's like two two and a half thousand, or the big one is three three or three eight three point eight k. So which is probably okay if you can keep it longer than you know. Yeah. Which is yeah. if, you know which is if you can get different um, sounds out of it. I like equipment that I can buy and not sell. So yeah, I'm buying, right, yeah, right, right. So you use it for what it is, and if you need something else, you buy another one. But yeah. But you always like what it does, and I, I think yeah. um, right, and, and and that's my approach as well. I, I I used to buy way more equipment, smaller stuff, um, but most of them I got rid of because it it at some point it it, it didn't want was enough, or the quality wasn't enough for me, or uh, some other reasons. And lately, I tend to buy way less equipment. But um, the equipment I, 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 I buy is a bit more expensive and has more quality to it. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. So long-lasting. Yeah, I guess um, really, really to be really sure about your decisions when you buy something is is better than inputs in impulse impulsively buying mm -hmm. stuff and mm -hmm. then getting rid of it again it's i don't know i like to have a small tool set that i really know well and that is really high quality rather than a lot of things 
that is that are okay you know Understood. Like, I, I I'm I'm going more into this pro audio direction, which is not good for my uh, portemonnaie, but <laughs> but yeah, it makes fun. Let me ask you this: um, since your recent move, you were in a smaller studio, and I and you're really happy with where you are now. You you're growing. Um, how do you think that's going to influence your creative process on? I mean, you're only producing techno, right? Right now, I'm only producing techno, yeah. Because um, I, I, that, that was a time where I was jumping from genre to genre. And um, it was fun and I learned a lot. But um, since I'm focusing on techno only, I'm improving my skill set way better than before because you're 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 always repeating yourself you're 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 building on your skill set and you can can build from track to track and you get you're getting better from 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 track to track and when i did um this jumping around genres i mean i was doing uh, ambient uh, at one day doing break beats at the other day yeah, it, it, it's really different. Producing ambient and producing techno, or producing breakbeats, or producing hip hop beats—it's it's completely different tool sets. That one thing relies on sampling, one thing relies on synthesizing and sound designing, and it's 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 really different. So, um, since I'm focusing more on um, techno only, um, the techno got better a lot. I don't. Maybe my ambient sucks right now, but <laughs> I don't care um, because I'm really into techno right now. Um, I like the I like the the progress that is happening in techno. I like I like where it's going right now, and it really um, yeah catched me again. There was a time where I, I wasn't really interested in techno, and at that time I made a lot of ambient and a lot of breakbeats stuff and that kind of stuff. Um, but now I'm I'm locked in. I like it, and that's why why I do it. Let's talk about the current speed, high speed dance music at 145 and above. Your music is unique and energy, and it seems like it resonates with the younger people and they dance with at, at high speed. I guess what is the inspiration behind it, and how does 145 and up fit into this narrative of? the days that we're in now i mean it's like i mean you you're a resident at route to sunna and you watch this and and can see and tell me what the reaction is to this temple and uh how is it relevant to today yeah um i mean i my 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 preference regarding speed is basically basically 138 to i i'd say 148 um everything faster is is I, I i don't i don't i don't i don't dislike it but i i i don't feel comfortable playing it okay um but uh, in this range 138 to 146 148 awesome. i feel really comfortable and uh, i think um for me, it comes from um, during COVID. I really dived into this this era of techno from 2000 to 2005, and in that era, the the music was at that speed. It was like 140, uh, around 140, let's say. Exactly. And I I, I really um, that that what 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 restarted my love for techno as well that that kind of music so that really groove infused music and um this is where where my techno is 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 coming from right now as well and a, a lot of people as well so it, it's somehow a, a mutual um um, progress that right. that happened mm -hmm. in the last two two natural, years. Natural evolution. Yeah, that I mean. um, this 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 style is uh, coming back. So, uh, and this style works best at those speeds. And okay. um, mm -hmm. 
that's why why I like it. The, the, the young people, I can't speak for the young people. I can only make um, assumptions. Maybe you But can tell me the feedback you get from the dance floor when you are playing. I mean, you know, you can't speak for every young person, but you're watching your dance floor, you see, maybe you're playing in in yeah, the beginning yeah, yeah. you're playing in the middle and the end of the night so you have a good a good view of what they're what they're digging and why it's so important for to be that high speed it's different from night to night there, there were some nights at, at Rotesona where I played warm-up sets and I like to start my warm-up sets at 1.30 when, when it's a techno night mm -hmm. yeah and there were nights when people came just after the first two tracks and asked me to play really fast techno you know it's it's um no. they mm. they they're not used to the way club nights are normally built exactly. up you know exactly. they know mm. the music they like and they mm. expect to hear the music they like as soon as they enter the club but that not, that's not how it works and um but then there were nights where i started warm-ups and um, play uh, finished at two o'clock at 1.36 and everything went super smooth and everybody was dancing. So it's it really depends on the night. There are a lot of differences. You can't, can't um, say um, all young people like to have the techno at 1.45 or 1.50. It's, it's not like this. Um, there, are, there are differences, but um, generally they like it faster than five years ago. Yeah, but I appreciate it. I, 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 I appreciate. I, I, I like to play play a bit faster as well. It's it's um, um, it's a bit more challenging, and it's um, not only challenging when you DJ, but all, as well challenging when you when you produce music. Because um, when you make uh, techno at 140-45 BPM, you have, you have not much space be between kick drums. So you really have to be meticulous about how, how the decisions you, you do. How, how long is my kick drum? How long is my, my bass in between? How long is the, uh, uh, is the rumble? And at which frequencies? You, you really have to be more careful about all that stuff than when you do techno at 130 i i think because you have you have more space to get away with exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah to create a groove is a bit more it's, it, for me it's a bit harder but i i like the i like the challenge and when it's working out it really it really is um <laughs> very energetic and yeah. yeah i'm gonna go with the groove i'll go I'll go with the groove thing as it gets straighter it, you lose less you have less groove right yeah you 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 have you have you have less opportunities <laughs> for groove but you still can establish groove but it gets it gets a bit harder to to accentuate the groove you know groove is basically the the accents between your your hard steps between your mm -hmm. kick drums and between mm -hmm. your uh, mm -hmm. between your uh, snare when does the constant and fist pump begin and the dancing is uh, marching when is that what tempo is that like 150 when they just start marching straight or they're jumping up and mostly jumping up and down and screaming and pump fist pump or <laughs> no they're, they're not jumping at 150 because not, you, not, you, you can't jump uh, five hours five hours through okay through a night at that uh, kind of speed it's uh, at 150 there their, their, their feet are locked to the ground and only the the, the 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 body is moving yeah it's yeah dancing dancing evolved as well um mm. people are uh, dancing differently uh, mm. than five or ten years ago but i don't mind this at, at all yeah i mean constant techno is a constant uh, evolution it's it, it's 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 um not meant to stand still in my opinion and as as um as long as it stands true to its original values and its original way it's it's made somehow like mm -hmm. its core designs 
mm-hmm. music wise mm-hmm. i don't mind if it, it evolves i i i rather embrace it let's shift gears a bit let's talk about your dj residency at root to sunny yes. how important is that platform for you and how does that contribute to your artistic journey oh for me it's, it's very important i I, I, when Ali asked me um, two years ago if I, uh, I want to be a resident at Rotterdam again, I was a bit, um, I, I, I wasn't like, yeah, let's do this. Hesitant. I was a bit like, okay, uh, playing every month, okay, playing. I mean, resident job is, uh, is, is, uh, is not an easy job. You have to, um, I think a resident has to cater to the night, you know, because you're there for for the other DJs somehow. You're not you're not there. The, the people are not not coming for you. You have to you have to play to make um, the night special, and that's done by um, understatement, I think. And uh, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really like, yeah, let's do this. But he somehow convinced me and gave me the the security that I needed at that moment. So yeah, Karim, we we you will only get booked on nights where you feel comfortable. You only get booked on with other artists you feel comfortable with music-wise. And then I said, yeah, okay, let's do this. Um, I can play. Uh, yeah, I can play one one time on, uh, a cool. month, and um, we did it. And since since I started again doing the residency two years ago, I really started to love it because um, having constant gigs um, at Rote Sonne is great. I I I I, I learned to really love Rote Sonne again. And um, I really, it really improved uh, my mixing skills as well, and especially uh, playing techno, like really playing techno, not like playing track after track, but um, to to build something you own out of out of a, a huge selection of tracks. Um, like five years ago, when I when I said I play techno, I I played like uh, for two hours. I played like thirty tracks or, or something like this. But um, at Rodezone, I learned how to really um, forge something new out of two, three, four tracks, layering layering stuff and. Yeah, I I really worked on my skills and I got confident uh, enough to to play with more than two decks. And uh, working on those skills um, also came from you only working once a month, so that you can focus on that technique, right? Is that also yeah, part of the process? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. And also, I I I I, um, I create the tools to to play like. Um, yeah, exactly. DJ tools like exactly. um, okay, was, there were there were nights where, where where I thought okay, it, it would be nice if I had a if I had a pad on this player, just a pad, or like uh, different pads and different keys that I can can just mix in or like noises or like hi hat grooves um, to to layer on top, and so I created those tools and um, um, used them since then every every. Um, every gig and i don't know if that would happen if i hadn't that residency and also what what's really important about the residency is the, is the community in uh, as well i i really love the community and it's i i i i get to know so many great people and so many young 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 talented artists and it really um yeah makes a difference when 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 you're doing this because you have more more hope in the in the scene here in munich and it's 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 a nice thing nice for you i mean yeah to have that that residency now does that restrict you from playing other sound or you you consider yourself a strict techno dj now yes yes i do i do i'm i'm i i'm not i i don't have the urge to play house music right now okay 
Okay, so yeah. okay, so you changed. Let's talk about your releases and yeah, the musical. Releases. There's, there's, has hasn't much happening in 2023. Um, there was like, oh, I guess there was only one release. It's um, it was on uh, Mod Moods. Um, compilation mm -hmm. um, that Jonas Yama is doing mm -hmm. Mood's a good friend of mine an awesome label and I'm really happy to to constantly or somehow constantly release on that label and he did a big compilation this year to I guess um, because of uh, the 10 year anniversary mm -hmm. of the label mm -hmm. and I contributed two tracks to that um, compilation one uh, of my own and one with a good friend of mine and um, David Goldberg and it's both techno I'd say the, um, one is really banging I guess the, the hardest track I ever did the one I did with David it's it happened out of uh, a jam session we had and we just for fun turned up the BPM to 150 and smashed everything we got um, it, it was really just for fun and then we after eight minutes we stopped recording and we looked at each other and said whoa uh, what happened right now and uh, we sent it to Jonas and Jonas uh, immediately immediately said um, that he wanted to release it and um, that's how it ended up on the compilation as well and uh, you released May on you RFR and yeah, there will be uh, stuff coming out on RFR in the future um um, Richie really wants to do an album with me, and but I don't know when that will happen. Mm. Um, uh, for me, an album is like a big project, right. and Ambient. I really need time for that. I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I don't know how how, how uh, an album could 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 sound like because um, I, right now I'm super into techno. But um, a techno album is a bit dull, I think. You know, techno is is for for EPs. I think. I'm not sure. But if you have nothing to say musically, then album may not be the best description. But right, I guess I I would have to wait for um, for a vision. Yeah. I, I need a vision for that album, and right now I I don't have it yet. But who knows? It can happen at any moment mm -hmm. like an idea mm -hmm. well I mean with the with all the information you've given us today and the transitioning that you're going through I'm sure there's some setbacks and uh, rushing it is not necessary you know and um, when you like you said when you have that story to tell you can put it you know put it into music um tell me something um we have a i have a couple more things to ask you then we'll get get moving here but let's go back to your film uh you're freelancing now you you left ari you do you're freelancing now and how does the music and film intersect now um it's it's co-existing more than before i i'd say because um i left ari at april so i'm freelancing for a few months now there are times where i have a lot a lot of work to do um with film but there are times where i have almost no work with film so there, there there's there, it, my my time schedule shifted from from having um, working on film every day and having the evenings for music to working on films for four weeks straight and then working on music for four weeks straight and that really helped my music because um, I can really get into the music more and and I when I do film I can get more into film as well so I guess it it really helped both both of my working fields to yeah separate them more and have have more more of a mind for them okay you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now tell me something about your future endeavors now uh, what 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 can we expect looking forward in the future you any inspirations any collaborations on horizons um, I'd like to um, build um, a platform for young music um, producers in Munich and um, people around uh, the club with Sonne and 
maybe some more friends and i don't want to build it myself i i right now i try to get everybody together and let's build something together because i think that's that's somehow missing right now a, a, a space where young producers can release and where there's no pressure and nothing has to be this or has to be that and a free space and a very uncomplicated way of releasing music that's that's something i want to i'd like to see get built mm -hmm. in the future yeah interesting let's talk about that sometime huh yeah um i i would like to see more music come from you to be honest uh, wishing you all the luck. oh i have one more question before we we call it a quits here is that tell me something about the mix for decisive that you that you made at the club live from the club uh, uh it's yeah i i i choose a mix um i did at rote zone as a, for a warm-up set it's uh it's the last hour of a warm-up i did um there um i guess three weeks ago and i really like the vibe it, it's understatement i would say it's it's techno it's forward but it it leaves space it leaves a lot of space for for the next dj and it just sets the vibe of it it's a bit mysterious it's a bit deep and it has an, a kind of eerie feel and i like that vibe a lot recently uh, you know winter is coming and uh, somehow every year my vibe in the winter shifts a bit towards a bit more eerie music so um yeah that's what you're gonna listen to and i hope you enjoy it okay cool well thank you thank you so much for the mix i'm looking forward to it i'm sure everyone's gonna enjoy it and uh we look forward to uh having you back sometime in the future so we can finish off the story here <laughs> again i want to i want to hear more about the new studio and and how you progressed progressed with the uh the new gear and stuff and again thank you for taking the time and i'm really looking forward to hearing more from you in the future yeah you're welcome Roberto. thanks for having me thanks buddy appreciate it okay bye. bye bye have a good day you too ciao thank you everybody for listening to the decisive podcast interview with kareem elmore um if you want to hear his mix in its entirety without the interview please go to the decisive soundcloud page and make sure that you come back and join us for the next podcast with aoc until next week and hopefully your weekend is going to be awesome huh happy holidays roberto q ingram out until next time peace